Welcome to the Church Leaders Podcast, a conversation with church leaders for church leaders. I'm your host, John McGee, and I'm joined in the studio today with two repeat guests, uh, Blake Holmes and Nathan Wagnon. And Blake is our director of the Watermark Institute and uh, also on our campus pastor team. And Nathan is the director of equipping and apologetics. Welcome back, guys. Thank you, John. <laughs> it's fun to be here. Heck yeah. You know, we're repeat guests, but Blake and I have never been on this together. That's so exactly right. I feel right. like something might explode. That's right. Something something magical is about to happen. We're about here. to make a memory. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to make a memory. <laughs> Stories will be um, told. So yeah, two, just two long time <laughs> dear friends uh, here. And so guys, today the topic is uh, is prayer and specifically a leader's prayer life. And so I was just kind of pre-living this, like um, the reason I ask you both uh, here was I had this thought, if someone called me, a friend called me and he said, hey, John, uh, I know how to teach on prayer. I've actually taught the class uh, on it, but I'm just struggling in my own prayer life. Uh, could we grab lunch and just talk this through? I'd say, of course, absolutely. Uh, but I would knock on both of your doors and see if you were available. And Nathan, I'd want to hear from you, as I've heard oftentimes, just you know, uh, really how to think well uh, theologically about topics. And then Blake, uh, I'd want to hear from you uh, how you actually pray in kind of your prayer life and uh, specifically and tactically uh, what you do. Because I know that would help me and I know that would help uh, my friend. So that that really is the setup, you know, to, um, to imagine that we were having lunch with someone who was trying to uh, increase um, their, their prayer life, you know, and, uh, rather than me being selfish and, uh, keeping that meeting small, I thought we'd share that, uh, that meeting with, uh, with our friends. And so, so we can imagine that we're just kind of sitting uh, at a restaurant. Nathan, I assume if you and I <laughs> were there, we'd go somewhere. There's a lot of volume. <laughs> I think the, uh, I think that, uh, sushi restaurant we went to, hey, man, uh, all still, you can eat, bro. they're still trying to dig themselves out of the hole. Uh, if you go to lunch anywhere with Blake Holmes, it, you just know it's going to be good. Yeah. And uh, like four stars just won't cut it. Uh, <laughs> we'll just keep, we'll keep yeah. trying to upgrade and we'll st- sit there in the parking lot until we got a great spot. Probably Tex-Mex too with home. Tex-Mex, yeah. It'll always be good. You, think you so? like fish tacos. I take you. Yeah, fish, fish tacos. tacos are good too, yeah. Hey, I'm good with it. Hey, you we're in ask. Dallas, so our sport is eating. That's Let's it. just be honest. That's it. And so, um, if, yeah, if you've come to CLC, ask Blake Holmes uh, when you come, just rattle off a bunch of fast food restaurants and you'll be shocked at how few of them he's eaten at. So yeah. you could just, uh, that'll be real time uh, entertainment if you come to CLC here. So, okay, guys, let's jump in. Um, Nathan, I, I'm going to sound a little bit like, you know, Vince Lombardi. Gentlemen, this is a football. Yeah. And uh, so I want to, st- I really actually want to start there uh, in sincerity um, and ask you this question. What is prayer? Yeah, it's a good question. I think probably most of the people listening to this, it's probably not too far of a stretch to say that when we think of the word prayer, probably the first thing that comes to mind is some sort of activity of prayer. Yep. So what what are you doing? What are you not doing? That sort of thing. And so um, there's a lot of books written on tips and tricks on how to pray better, pray more, pray, you know. And and I'm glad that you're organizing the conversation like this because there is an order to this. I mean, you can't just start doing something without understanding it and expect for it to be really fruitful in your life. There are a lot of baggage comes with it. <clears throat> and so I think the, it is the right question to ask, what is prayer? And I think at its very essence, prayer is communion with God. Hmm. And I know that that can sometimes people are like, okay, com- communion, what does that mean? But it literally is just like uh, a, a being with in a substantive way. And it's interesting to say it that way because the entire biblical narrative is, is built around the fact that God is with his people. 
Um, I mean, this is in all throughout the Old Testament, you have this theme of the promise of the presence of God. You'll be my people. I'll be your God. Yep. I'll, I'm going to dwell with you. I'll be with you in your midst. And we see this play out in the biblical narrative because God is very much present with his people. And then the ultimate witness, you know, comes in the incarnation of, um, of Jesus, who uh, the God man is with us. I mean, it literally, you know, Emmanuel, Emmanuel, God is with us. And, and then Jesus is with us, and, and he promises that he's going to perpetually be with us always in Matthew 28, even to the end of the age. And so if we're going to have the activity of prayer be right and good, then it's good to orient around the essence of it. And so I think at the essence, it is an understanding and a recognition of and a living into uh, the fact that God is with us always. So you always hear about... You know, these passage in First uh, Thessalonians 5, you know, uh, to pray without ceasing. And people are always like, well, daggone, man, like, can you not do anything else? You just have to pray constantly. But I think that Paul understood this perpetual withness to where he's like, no, no, like whatever you're doing, God is with you. And there's a there's a posture of and a recognition of a dependence on him who is with you always in every situation. And so I think that that prayer rightly understood is essentially that ongoing conversation that we have with a God who is with us always, regardless of what we're doing in the highs, the lows, the lefts, the rights, the valleys, the whatever, and that we are uh, communing with him. We're talking, we're listening, we are, uh, we're interceding, we're asking, we're uh, not just asking for, but asking what he would have us to say or do yeah. or know. Yeah. And so that I would say that it's less of, of, hey, do better at this thing and more of a reorientation around being with a person who's yeah. literally actually in deeper ways than we'll ever know. At, like with us always. I love it. I love, I love the way they use that word recognition. That's mm-hmm. not a word I would use uh, to explain prayer, but I, and, and you just framed it up. Hey, before it's activity, yep, it's recognition. Yeah. Well, I, because if you have bad ideas about it, then what it's going to be, what it's going to be is I have to do this so that I can be a good Christian, or a, and then God, your image of God is totally jacked up. And there, it becomes more of a transaction instead of a relationship. Yep. But God, but God didn't come so he could transact with us. He came because he loves us, because he wants to be with us, because he wants to live in us and through us. And so that's a that's a very that's a substantively different thing. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so if that uh, fun, if prayer fundamentally is about recognition, mm-hmm. I think I think that's a helpful way to frame it up. Another question I have for you is why is prayer so difficult yeah. for most? Well, because we bring so much baggage to it. I know for me, when I was growing up, I mean, you know, prayer was the thing that everybody bow your head, close your eyes, yep. you know, don't, if you look, if you talk during the prayer, that's no go. You know, if you, if you pray the wrong thing, it's like, what is that guy doing? You know, and we'll see this made fun of in popular culture as well, yep. you know, where people are make, having these crazy prayers. And so people have a lot of bad ideas about it. And so a lot of the difficulty in prayer is overcoming those misconceptions so that we can uh, be in a place uh, internally where we're not just uh, think that we should do something, but there de- there's a desire to want to be with God. And that's a, that's a, that's a topic around 
spiritual formation. Like you're being formed internally to be the type of person who so desperately wants to commune with God. Yeah. And so I think, you know, the, the conversation needs to at least at part to be around the person's interior life on the level of desire. You know, what, what do you, what do you want? And when you, when you recognize that, man, a lot of times I don't want the activity of prayer because it bogs me down or I feel like I've, it's too hard or whatever to just like confess that to God and go, Hey, I'm, I'm malformed in these ways. Help me. Hmm. And, and even that can become a catalyst for you to cultivate a prayer life that's authentic, that is substantive, that goes beyond just the, okay, I did this, now my obligation is done. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, what we're going for, and I think what Paul ended up getting to, that Jesus perpetually lived in, is that prayer can become, this, this communion with God can become just like you're breathing. Yeah, that's good. And it happens always. I love it. Without ceasing. Right. So I do think, yeah, I think leaders are predisposed to like uh, tee something up and try to crush it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so here, like, it's prayer. Prayer is a topic. I'm going to crush it. Yeah. And I'm going to pray better than you. And uh, I'm going to be really <laughs> proud of my prayer life. And uh, I'm going to write a book about it. And, uh, you know, I'm going to brag. Yeah. And, and, I think because they're chasing uh, they, we, me, uh, chasing something that uh, is not the intent uh, of God in prayer, yeah. that, that is part of why it's hard. That is part of why it's frustrating because everybody who talks about uh, prayer, right? So any, any sermon, this is always going to show up. This illustration will always show up. Uh, the, the, the person speaking will say, I grabbed one of my children and I put them on my lap. And I just let them start talking mm-hmm. and I didn't care. They used the right words. I just wanted to be with them. Yeah. And that's, that's what uh, prayer at the end of the day is, it's just being with the father. Yeah. And, um, and then, so they'll say that they'll preach that they'll share some really amazing story. Mm-hmm. And then, and then tee up prayer is something to crush. Yeah. Tee up prayer is something to accomplish. Yeah. Tee up prayer is something that they can mark off on their to-do list. Yeah. And I think when you're you're doing something um, that that was never the intent to do, then you become really frustrated around the topic. And I think that I think that is a big part of why. Well, and especially in American evangelicalism, it's probably a it's probably a, a global issue because it's a human problem, right? I mean, we we rely on strength. We we, we teach about weakness and dependence, but a lot of times we don't function like it because we're deeply formed in a model of strength. Yeah. And so, hey, be dependent on God, but you've really got to get after it, you know, and those are diametrically opposed, like yeah. literally. Good. And so it's a, I, I don't think that somebody can really begin to pray in any kind of uh, like deep and abiding way until they realize their own deficiency, until they realize, no, I'm not just teaching on weakness. I am actually weak. I don't just, I don't just talk about dependence. I am actually dependent. Like if God doesn't show up in this, nothing happens, you know, it's a, and so there, there's all kinds of, you know, talking out there about what we should do. But I think what the spirit is pushing us into is, is a space where, we, we are actually living in an ongoing basis in a posture of weakness and dependence and not knowing. And, and I don't know if you don't do this, it doesn't get done. Yeah. And I think that when you learn to live there constantly, 
then that's I think that's the easy yoke that Jesus is talking about you yeah, know, in Matthew yeah. 11. I think about um, books like uh, Brother Lawrence's Practicing the Presence Bro. of God, and uh, I put that in my kid's stocking, mm. you know, and I said, boy, just don't underestimate the power of this little, little bitty book. And, uh, but it's a lot of that. It's like it's not a doing. It's an ongoing conversation. But, but there's a guy, but there's a guy who, who so knew and experienced the love of God yeah. that that became his entire paradigm. Yep. He just lived in the love of God. He wasn't trying to crush anything because he, he knew he couldn't. Yeah. Right. And I think that's a central part of, of praying. I love it. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Wagnon. Um, <laughs> he's a doctor, uh, by the way. Uh, Blake Holmes, you've been uncharacteristically uh, quiet yeah, here. I'm, I'm just sitting here learning. This is listening. so weird right I'm enjoying, now. <laughs> I'm enjoying this conversation. You are awake, right? I guess yeah. I just, I've been praying yeah. for you guys. <laughs> There it is. Holmes is over there levitating. Uh, Okay, and so let's just let's just say this up front. It's a little weird to ask you like to talk about you know because basically what I'm saying is Blake, I I hold you in high regard in how you pray, right? Which is scripture. It's like you're not supposed to talk about praying because you you know and uh, but that's what we're gonna do in an attempt to help others, Um, not obviously not to showboat um, in any way. Um, And so, brother, I. Uh, I've been encouraged as I've watched, um, you know, up close, uh, your prayer life and hear firsthand kind of how, how you're thinking about that. And would love for you just to share, you know, kind of take it where you want, but, uh, can you just talk about uh, some of your, your prayer life, um, kind of specifically, uh, what, what you do. So Nathan, I think framed it up really, really well at the end of the day, it's not actually what you do. And yet still tactically, there's some things you probably want to do when you, when you show up to be, uh, with the father. So, uh, softball, you can hit it where you want, but talk about, uh, that for a little bit, Blake. Sure. I mean, I think what I would start with is Matthew seven, right? Where Jesus speaks on prayer. And this goes to what Nathan was sharing here is we have to have a right understanding of who God is. Mm. And what's amazing about Matthew seven is here is the omniscient, sovereign, (laughs) uh, creator and sustainer of the universe who tells us that he desires a relationship with us. We know that he's created us in his image and um, he loves us and he sent a son to demonstrate his love for us. And here we are. And he says, hey, ask, seek and knock. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and we know from Hebrews that we have a high priest who's opened a way that we like children could speak to the God of heaven and earth. And he hears our prayers mm-hmm. and he cares. He doesn't listen with disdain. He's not mad at us. He doesn't, he doesn't ask us to go through some ritual purity or routine routine or religious practice, we get to simply speak to God. Mm, So good. So when I think about this, I think about, you know, well, we talk about what prayer is and then we say, you know, then we're going to, we're going to crush this. We're going to get good at it. We're going to be better at it. (laughs) I I think of it like, man, when I talk about my relationship with my wife like that, (laughs) you know, like I don't think so. Yeah, right. So when I think about prayer, the first thing I think of is I'm like, all right, I'm cultivating a relationship. Yeah, good. And um, so, yes, I'll share with you some of just my habits, but I don't want to present this in a way that is the way. I don't want to present this as a formula or a tip or a trick. That that 
is crazy. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> anyway, like I don't want to go on Mondays. I tell Rebecca, my wife, this on Tuesdays. <laughs> I, I this. do this. You know, <laughs> that's okay. I actually, I think the exercise will be helpful, uh, Blake. And, sure. And I understand the the hesitancy. I, the whole conversation, in some ways, is weird. Um, um, when you talked, I was thinking about. I just had this flashback to um, this time. I was, uh, I was in someone's office who was, you know, one of those. Those people, like, legitimately, they're a pretty big deal. Uh, multiple companies, that that kind of thing, you know, kind of a um, center of a lot. And uh, it made a, he made a kind of a comment about how important family was and those kind of things. He leaves a room, and I'm with one of his uh, employees, and I said, "Was that that part there? Tell me, tell me about that about the family thing." He goes, "Oh my gosh," he goes, "We we can be in the middle of the biggest deal, you know, uh, that any of us have ever been around, and it, one of his kids comes walking in the door, meeting stops." And they hop up on his lap and they just talk and like we all we all sit there <laughs> um, and just until the the child is done and um, until he's done with them and uh, and then when they walk out he goes you know uh, back to uh, you know planning the the takeover of the entire universe and um, I think you know that child it didn't know how big of a deal um, his dad was you know and I, to, to you talk about Matthew seven I mean that's the CEO of the entire universe. <laughs> And uh, and we would think that we have to take you know uh, a number and we can walk right in and you know metaphorically hop on his lap mm -hmm. and and talk and it's an, it's an astounding thing that I think we lose in the uh, go 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 do 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 uh, you know um, throw it on the to do list mm -hmm. thing so yeah so uh, so let me say it's not a formula however it does require intentionality yeah, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with being intentional right. I I don't want to see my relationship with my wife as a formula, but I can promise you I'm intentional in the ways in which I pursue her. So what I do, what I would encourage you to think about is to have a plan. Yeah. And it shouldn't always look the same, but here, here are some rhythms I have found to be helpful. And now that I've explained, it's not tips and tricks and there's not a wrong way, but this is, this is what's been helpful for me. First thing I'd say is, is, um, I think you should find a time and a space to pray. So for me, I'm an early riser and it works for me because um, I like waking up early. I have um, a busy household and I like to have that time alone. And then um, and I know I'm going to be uninterrupted. So uh, to carve out that time is helpful for me and I'm not distracted by the demands of the day and the sounds in, the, in my house. So to uh, be intentional, to mark out that time in your calendar, and to be purposeful when you pray. And what I have done is, is I pray with a pen in hand, and my Bible in the other, hmm. and my journal. And so whatever I'm learning from God's Word is going to inform how I pray. So I, the first thing I would tell you is to pray Scripture. Whatever it is you are learning from God's word, to take those truths and to pray and to apply to those that you are, um, who you love and who you care about. Um, just real practically, because I know you wanted me to share some of this. Uh, I do have in my journal. I I have certain people I pray for every day. Every day I pray for them. So my wife and my kids. There's something specific I pray for every day with them. There are. Uh, ways in which I think about my week. So I meet with my community group of um, guys every Wednesday. And so it's just natural for me on Wednesday. That's when I pray 
specifically for us, and I'll pray with them more often than that, but that's when I have more of an extended, thoughtful time thinking about their kids, their families. Um, and so you may have a ministry event. So tonight is the porch. So on Tuesdays, I pray for the porch. And so I, th I think about my days like that. And what that does is it just helps me be thoughtful in the ministries and the people I'm living life with to pray for them on at least on a weekly basis. And then um, there, there are those I pray for on a monthly basis. And I know this sounds yeah, maybe helpful. a little keep, too keep rigid. Going. Keep going. But um, so like we have, a, we have a pretty big staff, but think about your church. I've been in churches, you know, um, that are small in watermark. And it, it was really easy for me to take the um, membership list yeah. and just pray through the, the names. And so what I've done in the past is just for our staff is, you know, December 1st. Well, I'm going to pray for everybody with the last name, has the last name of A. And I'm going to pray for the Bs, you know, on yep. December 2nd. And, I, and I'm going to pray through um, our staff uh, over that month. And, um, and what do I pray? I pray scripture. So th this kind of intentionality helps me to remain focused. It helps me to follow up and not just be a well-wisher. Like, hey, man, praying for you. Absolutely. I don't like saying that. Yeah. I choose not to say that That's unless good. I know I'm going to write that down. I think that's such a flippant, mm -hmm. empty phrase. Mm -hmm. I don't say that. So when I say to somebody, hey, man, I'm praying for you, that's a real, like, that's an integrity check for me. Yep. And so I know we kind of like, hey, I wish the best for you is what we should say if we're mm -hmm. not going to pray for them. Mm -hmm. So um, and so then I even have a page of prayer requests. And when I hear somebody make a prayer request or they ask me specifically, hey, would you pray for me? I will write that down. And what that does is at the end of the month, it allows me to go back. I can follow up with them. And it's just the most, I think that's one of the most loving things you can yeah, do for yeah, someone. I agree. So when no one's around, when um, you're all alone, what could be more loving? How could you better shepherd, care for people than to take their requests and present them before the Father and pray and intercede for them. I think that's one of the most loving things you could ever do. So um, that I hope that's helpful. It's just to think about, hey, who do I want to pray for on a daily basis, a weekly basis, maybe monthly? That might add some structure. And then what I do is I also have just candidly, I have a little notebook on the side um, so that if I do get distracted, right, when I'm praying, I could just write down whatever that task is. And I don't have to focus on that. I can just go back to praying, which leads to my, uh, the other point I want to share with you and I can wrap it up, but, um, this is not unique to me, but I, I want you to hang with me here. When I say this, this little phrase, the Puritans used to say, it's just pray until you pray. Mm -hmm. And at first I was like, I don't even know what that means. Pray until you pray. <laughs> but, um, as my, um, devotion to the Lord, understanding of prayer, desire to want to know him more grew. I now understand more what that means. There's times where I'm distracted. I'm in a hurry. It does feel pretty mechanical and I'm distracted. And praying to you pray is like, hey man, um, the same way I think about when I come home and my wife's trying to tell me a story of the day and I'm looking at my phone and I'm thinking about what I have to do next. And it's kind of like, I'm looking at her a little bit, you know, but I'm not really paying attention. It's like, okay, yeah, she's saying something. I'm kind of following the conversation. <laughs> right. But pray to you. Pray is like, man, my, I am undistracted. 
Yeah. I am focused and I'm com- I am communing with fully attentive to what the Lord has for me. And so um, when that happens, I know why I'm praying. I remind myself of what prayer is. Then it first starts with a, a time just to, of adoration. You know, we've all heard the acronym of ACTS, but I want to tell you that's completely biblical. Yeah. You remind yourself of who God is, his attributes. That clearly leads to, well, I am not that. <laughs> I, I need short. to confess. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. And then I'm able to go, if I just go to God like a, a prayer list of tasks and to-dos and all those things, that is that is not going to lead to um, a really enriching, uh, rewarding time that you look forward to. So I want to relate to God. I want to have a relationship with him. I don't want to see it mechanical. I don't want to check a box. I'm going to remove cliches. I'm, I'm not going to say, and Lord bless this, and Lord bless this, and Lord bless that, because I don't even know what that means. Yeah. I want to be specific. If I'm going to say, Lord bless Nathan's ministry, I want to say, Lord, would help Nathan today to know your word, to train up the next generation of leaders, to equip them, help him in his great questions ministry to be an ambassador for Christ and to love those who are far from you. And so I, I want to be specific. That's a good prayer. Right. <laughs> so I want to be specific. You're one of the ones you pray for every day. Right. And so, yeah. but then, and then to take scripture and allow that to be what that's informs good. it. So yeah, that's, good. that may be a lot there. Again, I don't want to sound formulaic, but I do think it's not a box to check. It's not a formula, yeah. but there is intentionality. Yeah. There mm-hmm. isn't, I am pursuing my wife. I'm pursuing my relationship with the Lord. And the beautiful thing about my relationship with the Lord is it's not reserved for a certain time of day yeah. or right at, at, at just the uh, early morning but it is a ongoing yeah. moment by moment opportunity yeah. just to commune with it's him really, from a from a practical standpoint the only thing i would add is um it one of the most powerful things that we do as human beings is and and the agency that god has given to us is we have the ability to pay attention to what we're paying attention to so everybody intuitively knows this i mean you have you have conversations with yourself throughout the day where you're like, well, this, and you have worries and fears and doubts and excitements and anticipations. And there's constantly this narrative that's going on in your head. Right. And a lot of us are, uh, a lot of us, a lot of times we just allow that thing to go without really paying attention to it. And yet I think one of the unique aspects of prayer is that it allows us to pay attention to that, to what we're paying attention to. And then we can invite Jesus, who's already there, we can make him a part of that conversation hmm. all the time. So like I'm sitting here in any time that you experience anything, you can always be like, hey, Lord, help me with that. Uh, man, if we're not praying, Jesus, help me like 100 times a day, we're doing it wrong, you know? Right. And so I think there's this that ongoing recognition of that perpetual presence so that there are times, like Blake was saying, where there is time reserve set aside. But then there's, but then when you get up from that, it's not like you leave prayer there. That's right. That's right. You, you walk out the door and like Jesus is with you. And so just con- living in that continual posture of prayer and dependence, I think, is a, is a really critical. Yeah. I think that practicing the presence of, uh, of God from, from that book. Yeah. Uh, when I do the best um, is when I'm kind of in this 
kind of posture of prayer. And, yeah. and sometimes I have to kind of shock myself back totally. into that. Yep. And, uh, and something that's been worth sharing, just kind of tactical things. I don't know if we've talked about this in the podcast before, but uh, I will actually set my watch or my phone um, to kind of buzz every 20 to 30 minutes just to snap me back into, you know what? I need to be praying. I, I'm not praying. I, I can't believe that I've not said anything to the Father. Or I've yeah. not received anything or just remembered that I'm in his presence right now. I need to just kind of shock myself back into yeah. that. And generally, a couple of weeks of that will will kind of carry over. Yeah. And uh, and then until it doesn't, and then I need to kind of shock myself. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be like a constant like, okay, okay, where's God right now? Where's God right now? I mean, like, it's just like any relationship, you know? Yeah. Like the person is there and and you're, you're operating w- with the gifts that he's given to you but there's just a there's this internal realization that wait he he's with me right now that's right and and if i need something i can turn and talk to him i i can listen so yeah it's awesome some of the things else i would tell you just to encourage you is um to pray with other people yeah that's good um one of the richest sweetest times i've had during this covid season this is going to sound like well that's a lot (laughs) But um, some of the guys I'm in leadership with, we, we would get together early in the mornings mm-hmm. and uh, Monday through Friday when this virus was going out and our church was having to make hard decisions and we were facing some real challenges. And we just said, hey, what if we got up real early and um, got on our little Zoom calls and let's just pray with and for each other. Let's just do that for 30 minutes every morning. And man, yeah. I mean... Those men blessed me. It taught me. I, I learned from them. And it was one of the most loving, rich, rewarding times. So I, I would encourage you to pray with um, some folks who are continually devoting themselves to prayer. And um, and again, just on that, um, finding the, the, the time or having a, um, a plan, you know, sometimes... I feel kind of restless. And so I'll just go out on a, a jog. And what I do is I pray for someone different or I pray for a ministry at every city block. So when I finish that block, I go and I pray for the next person, you know? And and what that does is I'm running and I'm praying and it just helps me stay focused. Mm-hmm. So you just got to find what helps you be attentive, right? You don't don't need to think, well, I've got to be alone in the dark mm-hmm. on my knees and right. And, yeah, that's right. and so that's right. sometimes you do, yeah. but it doesn't always have to look like yeah, that. Yeah, that's good. So, and, and then if I may, I, I'd love to recommend just a, a couple of, of books that I think yeah, are be helpful great. resources. Um, one is I, I was really encouraged by Moeller's book, the prayer that turns the world upside down. Mm-hmm. That is just He's walking through the Lord's Prayer there. I thought that was a really helpful book. And then maybe if you want to go a little deeper, I think Keller's book on prayer is one of the richer books I've read. So those are two helpful uh, books that I would encourage you to pick up. So yeah. just language of prayer, I, I would recommend the Valley of Vision, Yeah, the Puritan prayers. Great. Man, well, those dudes knew how to pray, bro. 
Yeah. While, while we're loading up uh, leaders on books that they can't possibly get to, uh, I'll, I'll add one more to the, the mix. Uh, just A Praying Life by Paul Miller. Yeah. Uh, I was really helped by just kind of uh, giving me some of the tactical things to do that felt very accessible. And so uh, he talks about just kind of making prayer cards and keeping those in your Bible or something like that. So if you want to, if you want a step, you want something to do, um, how do, how do I, how do I just get a jumping off uh, spot? Don't grab a stack of 20, grab three cards. Leaders, grab three cards. Whatever it is that you feel like you should be praying for first, make sure that one is something about yourself and about you know your own kind of leadership and fruits of the Spirit and abiding and those kind of things. Uh, add to add scriptures to it uh, as you go. Uh, and then two, pick two other things and, and add those uh, on those prayer cards. And then you can just really quickly pray and you can add additional uh, things as uh, to, the, to the list in terms of your request. If you see God at work, you remind yourself and you write that down. Other scriptures that would come to mind, you do that. And you end up with uh, these cards that are tattered and a sense that you have uh, been walking uh, with the Father uh, for this season of time and you know, uh, begging him for something um, in, uh, in, on, on that card. And uh, there's, there's something really, really satisfying uh, about that. And so I, I would commend um, that book uh, to you. But uh, again, uh, I would say this, I don't know if you guys would agree with this, but I would, agree, I would say more than reading books, uh, I would encourage you to pray. Pray. If, if there is a if pray until you pray. <laughs> if it's a zero sum game, yeah. And I'll, I'll close with this. I um, uh, early on in ministry, there was a um, a missionary that was well respected, um, and and uh, a friend and I just kind of were trying to learn how to pray. We would pray together, and we were reading books on prayer. And so we asked him, um, "Hey, what books should we read?" And it's just such a great answer. He goes, you know what? You don't read or you don't learn to pray by reading yeah, books. So you learn to pray by praying. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so we, we just shut them all down yeah. and uh, and we did our best to learn. And I would I think that advice um, couldn't couldn't be uh, more timely. Yeah. You know? So pick these books up could be really helpful, but just pray. But last word, Blake Holmes. Hey, one other thing I'd say about prayer, John, that I think is really important is um Prayer, again, is not just a laundry list of the things we want. It is also a time just to give thanks. So I try when I spend time with the Lord to be very specific um, and to remind myself of all the things I had to be thankful for. And I think that's really important. And so sometimes it's it's prayers of, hey, we're just going to pray. I tell my kids, hey, we're going to pray. And when we pray, let's just not ask any, for anything right now. It's okay to ask God for things, but let's just, right now, let's just stop and let's just, let's just give him thanks. Love it. I love it. I got, I got one more question yeah. for Holmes. You can put it in wherever you want. Holmes, uh, who, who should husbands pray with the most? <laughs> I love that you asked this <laughs> because, um, and this really, really is important. It's amazing to me how few husbands pray with their wives. And, um, and guys, if that's not a regular habit of yours to pray with and for your wife, I would really challenge, if you're gonna get anything out of this podcast, I would encourage you to pray with your wife. You, you wanna learn how to lead your wife, pray with her. Yeah. Just simply start with, hey, what And what I like asking Rebecca is, hey, what are you praying for right now? Like what, what's top of your prayer list? Right, Because then I can I know what's really going on in her heart, mm. but to pray with her. And um, that's, and one of my favorite things to do is it's not always a time where we sit down formally, although we do, we do that. But I love just even 
as she's sharing with me about her day, we're driving in the car, yes. and she shares what's going on. I go, hey, why don't we just, let me pray for you real quick. And just, just make prayer that part. You know, with my kids, what I love about this is my kids, if I just stop in the middle of a conversation and go, hey, you know what, we're, we're going to pray, they wouldn't think that was weird at all. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? Cool. Yeah. They don't think that's weird. I love it. And uh, so I, I would really encourage you to pray uh, with your wife. Yeah, and I, that's so funny you mentioned the car because I was going to say that. that That is probably where Pam and I pray the most. And I, for years, I, th- I felt really guilty about it. And then one of the other guys on staff, Jim Wimberly, who's uh, 80. Yeah, why is he not in here? That's right. We're the rookies. Uh, And he said, John, you know that counts, right? You know, you know that still counts. And uh, because I was saying, I was bemoaning how I I don't, you know, we're not on our knees in our living room, you know, uh, for thirty minutes. And I said, but you know, generally we pop in the car and we're going somewhere. We'll we'll just pray. And he goes, that that counts. That that's prayer. So uh, find you know a rhythm and and a way that works uh, best for you. But don't read. Uh, I know you can teach on this stuff. But as, as a leader, I would uh, beg you to take the next wise step uh, in your prayer life. And I know you're stuck uh, at times. Uh, you can confess that. You're human. You can walk into a room and say, you know what? I'm not doing great in this area. Uh, would you guys pray for me? What can we do uh, together? But I need, I need not to crush this. I just need to walk in a daily kind of moment by moment relationship with Christ. And I need your help. Would you help me? Would you pray for me? Uh, and then let's figure out where the rhythms where we can pray uh, together. So, uh, guys, thank you so much. And uh, it was really, really rich. Uh, if you enjoyed what you heard uh, today, uh, please share it with some friends. It helps us serve more people. Until next time.